Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Geek Town Radio episode number 72. I'm Dave Elliott and I have with me Ross. Hello. Hello. I guessed, I guessed the number. Spot on. Guess the number. <laughs> you did. I asked asked what number it was before we came on. And 72. You got bang. <laughs> yeah. Next absolutely. week, 73. Bang. <laughs> yes. You can count. I'm impressed. I, well, you know, the only reason is because earlier I was listening to last week's with uh, your new guest, Bex Chester. Yes. yes. Really good. Really yeah. good. Yes. That's stuff. Yeah, she does. She does. She's a, a full-blown geek, I think. It's and at one say. point, I'm not sure if this was intentional, but she said the phrase, all killer, no filler, <laughs> which was the name of Sum 41's first album. <laughs> I don't know if that's something that she's like aware of or if that just happened, but <laughs> many props sure. for that. No, okay, okay, I shall pass that on <laughs> when I talk to her next. <laughs> so how are you? How have things uh, been? I'm very well, very well. It seems like a long month. Yes, yeah, I guess it has been. Not not just uh, in terms of uh, geek towniness, yes. TV and video games, but everything's been weird. This was a weird month altogether. Yes, it, well, it has. It has been a very, very strange month. Uh, I think month. Uh, it must have been a full moon or something. I've been, I've played, I've played one video game and just read. I've read so much, Dave. Really? It's been, it's been crazy. It's been weird. And what have you been reading? I've been reading, well... It all comes from what I've been... I've, I've played nothing but The Witcher 3 for, I think, <laughs> three months now, well, probably. Yes, I will get on to that, yeah. Great, fine, good. But And I picked up the first Witcher book, because, you know, they're based off books. Yeah, okay. And uh, it's, it's really... I'm not, I'm not... I'm close to the end, but I haven't finished yet. It's really good. Um, I really enjoy it. It's a bit... The, the first two are sort of, like, little stories that put together... But um, as people who play the games will know, the, the game's kind of like that as well. There's like little bits and, and side quests that come together to, to enrich a sort of background of, of the actual plot. It's yeah. really good. It's really good. Uh, I read uh, another Terry Pratchett book. I've been steadily making my way through those for the last <laughs> uh, sort of four years, I guess, on and yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's been good. Yeah. Uh, and I've got a backlog. I've got a massive, massive backlog of both... Um, video games and books to read i've started uh i went back to dragon age a little bit and i want to read the dragon age books oh, cool. and uh yeah. someone let me watchman which i hear is really good what the book the book watchman. yeah 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 it is it's the book watchman yeah um rebirth rebirth happened yes gotta get on there 
Um, and also Marvel are coming out with some new stuff recently. I've got to read Miss Marvel. I've got to read uh, Spider Gwen. I've got to read more, <laughs> more Miles Morales, more Ant Man. Oh, it's a, it's a, I've got loads to do. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm calling this off down. I'm gonna go read, <laughs> gonna go read some comics. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, yes, you know, no, you're going to stay and finish this, and then you can go and read some comics. <laughs> and between that, I've been finding, uh, I've been finding a little bit of time for Game of Thrones, as you do. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, really good really good yeah Game of Thrones was a fantastic season this season so good in fact it is one of, because I wasn't sure I was going to watch this season but I sat down to watch it and I, at the first episode I was like okay yeah this, this is fine <laughs> I'll, I'll watch this 10 weeks what, and what. it's good yeah yeah no this season was immense I, I think it's probably one of the best seasons they've had so far yes yes and I watched last night I watched uh, a movie that went I think it was straight to Sky Atlantic called All the Way oh uh, yeah and this is a story of Robert Lyndon Johnson who was uh, sorry Lyndon B. Johnson yes um, who was the president just after Kennedy was assassinated yes uh, Brian yeah. Cranston really good and uh, Anthony Mackie is um, Martin Luther King yeah. because they have a lot to do with each other because Kennedy was trying to get the civil rights movement out and Kennedy got shot. So he decided to get the civil rights. It's a really, really good movie. Yeah. I think I think based off a of play, but really good. So that'll be on, that'll be on like the sky catch up. Go and watch it. It's really good. Yeah, I, I caught that quite recently as well. It's, it's a really, really good piece of work. One, yeah. of, those rare, one of those rare occasions where a politician says, I'm going to do this thing and then does that thing yes yes <laughs> unlike that there, there are a number of politicians around at the moment that can probably learn from that yes yeah anyway <laughs> backing off the politician subject um yeah so anything else uh, i play a little bit of overwatch as well here and there here and okay there. yeah i still uh, not going around to that in fact I, I was ending a game just before you called actually ah <laughs> uh, okay we won. I know. I know you're wondering. We won. Good. Good. It was a good, it was a good one, though. It came down to the last second. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Oh, and uh, I suppose when this goes out, it'll be Chris's birthday. Yes, it will be. Happy birthday, Chris. Happy birthday, Chris. I, wa- I just waved. I'm sitting on my settee at home and I just waved. <laughs> so that won't carry in any way. But <laughs> yes. Happy birthday, happy birthday. Answer your phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do that, do that. Um, so, yes, what have I been up to? Um, well, I finished Orphan Black, finally. I know I'm a little bit behind Good. with that. But, uh, but finished the whole of Orphan Black, which was brilliant. Um, mm. It's it's a f- such a fabulous series. It's so well put together. Um, Tatiana Malazzi is amazing in that show and you know he's in every scene and you forget yeah. that it's the same person I mean we were saying this quite a lot last week she's just brilliant um so I I was watching that that was that was really good um on Netflix as well I caught do you know a comedian called Bo Burnham Burnham uh yes Bo is not my type but uh, he's, yes he's I, I understand of, why someone would like him <laughs> yes he's he's kind of I, I suppose the British well-known equivalent to him would be somebody like Tim Minchin I guess maybe uh, yeah I see I see why also Tim Minchin's very not British <laughs> <laughs> yes sorry yeah. you know or the most well-known in Britain yes, kind of yeah. version of, of that would be I know he's not British yeah um but yeah I mean Bo Burnham uh, he's 
he's doing he's basically doing um comedy uh mixed in with songs and that sort of stuff so it's mm. it, it's similar to tim mentioning in that sort of way he's got a like, new special live mm. on netflix at the moment which is hilarious and just just well worth watching i tell um, you what netflix, very funny for people who ask me about netflix the first thing I say is, do, do you like do you like comedy and comedians? Yeah. Because there are, there are so many great specials. Yeah. There's mm. so many. You've got like, Louis C.K.'s got like two, I think. Yeah. yeah. Mar- a- Maron's got one on there. Uh, Ali Wong's got one on there. That's really good. That came out quite recently. Okay. I can't, I can't remember what it's called, but there's a picture of a large, pregnant uh, Asian lady um, in a city and she looks a bit like Godzilla. It's really <laughs> funny. It's about how she's pregnant and it's a really great stand-up show. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's, some, there's some really good stuff on there. Yeah, I know you've described the picture. I've seen the picture. Yeah. I haven't li- watched, listened to it yet. So I'll, Give that a go. I'll I'm pretty sure Hannibal Barres has got some on there. Yes, he has. I'm sure ha- he has. Hannibal's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, there are a lot of great stand-ups on there. Um, it's really well worth watching. Stephen Fry's even got a thing on there as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, which you know I just what? started watching. You know, what? I did watch. Is that the one where he did a book and he did? Yeah, he, it's the, sort of, the talk at the. Uh, it's not the Royal Albert Hall. It's one of the big places in London. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I did yeah. watch that. That was really good, actually. Yeah, so I'm I'm halfway through watching that as well, which looks brilliant. Um, aside from TV, uh, we're back to The Witcher again. <laughs> yes, good. This um, is this is good to do this. Uh, just sucking my time away like nothing else it's having having stepped away from it and kind of been like i'm not sure because i really didn't like the first two games i I didn't get on with the first two games at all i found them hard to trudge through this though is just immense um it's so good (laughs) yeah it's it's so well put together the voice acting's brilliant it's huge i mean you know i kind of doing bits of the main quest yeah and but that's not important is it dave that's no, just not that's just crap we've got to get to later yeah exactly so i mean i'm level i think i've just hit level 18 oh, so I'm relatively f- early on 51 come talk to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah we'd be playing it three months i'd be playing oh, yes. it about a week so <laughs> yeah. um so yeah, I'm sort of level 18 and I'm just kind of wandering around one of the the main areas mm-hmm. at the moment, just out in the countryside, you know, riding a horse through a bog and, you know. Beautiful countryside. Yeah, just so well put together. And I like the fact that you kind of ride up to the cities and just kind yeah. of ride straight into them and, you know, it, it's... it's <laughs> I mean, Mike said a few weeks ago that he thought it was better than Dragon Age. Um, I agree. And I, I said that's fighting talk. And having now played it, <laughs> uh, having now played it, I am inclined to agree with him. If anything, I've got to the end now and I've finished the two DLC. Oh, I'm, I'm just coming to the end of the last one. Yeah. And they're, by the way, they're really good. You should pick those up. I've got those. Um, yeah. Oh, good man. Um, but I now want to go back and play Dragon Age just because I want more of that sort of yeah immersive rpg yeah so it's so good do do you know the thing it's just like it does it does you know fallout and skyrim yeah you know how like there's just like it's annoying how much stuff there is there's like i've got to do this and i'm gonna go do this thing this thing's (laughs) gonna take forever it's like that but imagine that all of those things were things you really want to do yeah it's like that because yeah. it's like, ah, oh, this guy's got a problem and this guy's going to make me talk to his pig or whatever. Yeah. This guy's got a monster needs killing. It's great. Yeah, and it's it, it, that's the thing, is there's 
it, the, the quests don't feel particularly repetitive. No. You know, even though you're doing, like, you are physically doing the same things. Yeah, it, it never feels like that because of the way the story is put together. You know, mm. um, I like the sort of Batman esque kind of um, following the, the trails and yes. footprints yes. and stuff. I don't, know, I don't know how far in they come. But uh, I said to a friend of mine that this this is the greatest Batman game that was uh, that's ever been made because the, those detective bits they, they get they get thicker and thicker and they're so they're sort of they're really they get quite clever after a while and they're good yeah. they're really good they're really good yeah and I mean Arkham Knight had some great ones but for overall that it keeps throwing them at you The Witch is really good for that yeah it's it's so well put together that i i really like that as a as a kind of um way of of pushing those different quests through and mm. and it, it helps make them feel all feel slightly different and you know it, it's just so well put together yeah and yeah. like i say the, the books the books are worth a read as well okay cool yeah. But you can't get away from his voice. You know his voice in your head. That's the voice. <laughs> that's, that's the only voice. <laughs> yeah, well, it has to be, doesn't it, really? Yes. It's great. But I, I, there's a certain dry sense of humor to it as well, which I rather like. Yes, you know? yes. I, there's um, there's a, a, a bit, I don't know whether you caught this, but uh, when you go into the Bloody Baron's castle... That guy, and you go, you know, he was a, a wonderfully written character. Oh, he's but, great! But yeah. When when you go down into the cellar area, you walk past two guards who are having the bring out the gimp conversation from yeah. from uh, from uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, which yeah. just you walk past. It's like, did, did I just hear that? Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a few things, especially um, in the DLC, like in this Blood and Wine. There was a guy singing the. You know, Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. I'd rather be a hammer than a net. And he's literally singing. They're different <laughs> lyrics, but he's literally singing that song. It's great. There's loads of little like bits like that. Yeah. It's, good. it's, it's worth listening to the bits that they've recorded. You know, that, that's always the thing that's annoyed me about like Fallout and Skyrim is that they don't pay enough attention to those background voices, you mm. know, which is why you get the whole, um, you know, arrow in the knee. Meme. I was gonna say, yeah. I, I used to do a podcast like you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's why you get all that, and it's just a bit lazy in this day mm. and age. And you look at something like The Witcher that you know all you need is it's the same people. You just need to write more lines for them. Yeah. You know, um, and you do get some repetitive stuff when you're walking past things, but you also get these lovely little like vignette conversations yeah, that are yeah. going on as you go past various people it's just great it's so just a wonderful world and so well put together basically we're saying go out and buy the witcher if you oh, haven't go, got buy it. <laughs> go buy it right now <laughs> well listen to the end of this podcast then go out and buy it <laughs> but yeah it's it's brilliant absolutely brilliant um by far will i, I think it's, they're gonna have to try very hard to beat that for game of the year i would have thought yes because yes. it's just superb absolutely superb so that's really me i you know that's most of the stuff i've been doing this month is, is just an awful lot of playing the witcher yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I think we're, we're a little short on um there's a, a little short on news over the next few weeks as mm. well because everything's been held back because it's comic con in a few weeks as well so. well one other thing dave yes i certainly haven't been playing Pokemon Go, which you certainly can't get in this country. <laughs> and since I certainly haven't been playing it, I certainly didn't catch a really nice jinx earlier. 
<laughs> I was wondering, I haven't looked at Pokemon because Pokemon kind of bypassed well, me. I was too old. You certainly shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yes. I've, 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 I know people who uh, people who, people who like you have, have sort of missed that bit because either they were they were the wrong age at the time or they weren't they weren't old enough for it to become a novelty again. Mm. Um, but I mean, they're really enjoying it, so you should give it a whack, Dave. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, I with your wait. with your busy lifestyle, getting out and about as you do, perfect. <laughs> it's perfect for you. Yeah, uh, maybe I should. I I mean, it, there was a report I saw earlier today that said that Pokemon Go has the same or is about to hit the same active user base as Twitter. I heard Tinder this morning. Maybe, was it that, Tinder? maybe that I, was the maybe, maybe maybe that was one a couple of days ago or something. I don't know. Yeah, it, ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it's hugely popular. <laughs> not that Already. you can play it, though. Not that you can play it in this country. So, you know, when, so it, don't. <laughs> when, it, when it arrives here properly, then I might go and have a look at it. <laughs> sure, do that. <laughs> All right, um, let's go on and do some news. So news this week, we have... Um, First up, it wouldn't be news if we didn't have some DC news this week, because uh, been, there's been loads of it the last few weeks. But we have one story, which apparently John Barrowman is now going to become a series regular on Arrow, Flash, yeah. and Legends. Um, so, yeah, they've he signed a, a new contract, which will allow them to put him, put him into all three shows. I, I, um, they did something very similar a few weeks ago with Wentworth Miller as well, which is interesting considering what happened to Wentworth Miller's character. But yeah, so that seems to be what they're doing with people who aren't the primary characters. They're getting them to sign contracts, which allows them to use use them across the mm. whole range of Belanti shows, which is an interesting idea, I think. I suppose that adds a good like continuity to all three. Yeah. Like it holds them together a bit more. I, I think it's that, and it means that you've not got to go back into any form of negotiation mm. when when you suddenly need, you know, decide that you need somebody uh, in Flash, or you think, oh, well, it would be really useful to have this character pop up in Arrow, you know, or Legends. I, I think that's the way they're working on it. I mean, what, what Greg Berlanti said was, we're trying to emulate how it is in the comic books themselves yeah. uh, so there's a cast of characters so uh, that that i think seems to make sense i mean if you if whenever they sign a new contract you get them to sign a contract which allows them across all shows because they're probably covering the same amount of time it probably mm. doesn't give them any more screen time it just means that they're on all three or four shows because i mean there's supergirl as well of course and i think wentworth miller's contract was actually for all four shows whereas as far as we're aware the john barrowman one is only for the for flash arrow or legends but um but yeah i i mean i i think that's really sensible it's a sensible way of doing it and good for the because you know they're going to come back now yeah yeah i mean you know you know that character's going to come back so if you like john barrowman and it's very difficult not to like john (laughs) barrowman (laughs) Um, king of sci-fi john barrowman yes so uh yeah, I mean, I think that's a really interesting thing that they're kind of building over there, mm. you know, because they're going to have four shows on one network. 
rumors are they may have five shows on one network because there is rumor mill started churning that Constantine may reemerge. Ah. <laughs> but uh, that was because uh, the whole of season one of Constantine is now on CW Seed, which is the, the, the US's online viewing platform thing. Oh, I see. So, uh, the, but they've now got the whole of that on there which is odd because it was an NBC show. So mm. so they've obviously done some deal to get the whole of, of season one on there, which made people say, well, maybe they're, they're considering either bringing that character in somehow. Yeah. Or I think, I think Constantine will be an interesting addition to Legends. Mm. Sort know. of as a side. Yeah, we, you know, because there, there are spaces opening up on that crew. That's, so that would be an interesting addition to put into maybe the Legends crew for a bit. Yeah. So... I don't know. They're, uh, but they're, you know, the casting is underway, and I'm sure there will be more announcements at Comic Con in a few weeks. So, uh, so that's that's looking good. I like the direction they're sort of heading in with those. It seems really good. Um, another bit of casting news that came out was that uh, four members of The Walking Dead have that appeared last season have been promoted to series regulars for this season. Um, that's. Uh, Tom Payne, who played uh, Jesus. Whoa. I've, I've missed this series, haven't I? <laughs> there is a character called Jesus because he, okay. he looks kind of a bit like Jesus. Right. Or, Not because he's son of God or no, 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 Messiah. No. no, no, no. No. Austin Emilio, who played Dwight, who was the saviour that uh, kidnapped Daryl. Um, Xander Berkeley from, uh, he was also in 24, I seem to remember. Uh, dun, dun. Who, <laughs> who plays uh, Hilltop leader Gregory. So he's coming back. And uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who, of course, plays Negan in the uh, in the new show. Um, the psychopathic and tyrannical leader of the saviors with a barbed wire wrapped baseball bat called Lucille. Ah, nice. Last seen heading down onto the head of one of the uh, core Walking Dead cast, but we don't know which one yet. Oh, no. So on that subject as well, there's a couple of possibilities cropped up on who Negan baseball batted at the end of of baseball batted I like that (laughs) at the end of that episode uh Stephen Young who plays Glenn is currently shooting a movie for Netflix in Seoul Korea which is quite a long way from Atlanta Georgia that could be a case of he's just shooting that at the moment and then he will be back on set but who knows he's Mm. got other things there are rumors that he has other things booked as well so that's one possibility but also um michael kulitz who plays abraham on the show replied to a tweet from joss mcdermott who plays eugene saying i had a blast working with you note the past tense in that before amending it 10 minutes later so to just say enjoy so that was interesting because he went back and amended it afterwards mm. um which makes me wonder whether abraham is is possibly the one that that got a baseball bat wrapped around his head um, baseball batted got baseball batted yes so um i don't know but interesting i mean the four cast members that they announced as becoming series regulars are, are that we kind of knew that was probably going to happen anyway because this season is going to be a lot more about the saviors and, and mm. uh, the people at hilltop so you know those characters were going to come back anyway um but it, they've got something like 20 season regulars at the moment 
which is a loss. But mm. it's The Walking Dead. It's not going to stay like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that'll get whickled down fairly quick. And at least we'll get whickled down by one by the end mm. of the first episode. So... Um, uh, but there are some thinking that maybe because in the comic books um, it's Glenn that that gets killed by by Negan, so it would seem odd if that's all they did, yeah. having left us such a big cliffhanger at the end. So there is the possibility that maybe they'll kill off two characters very early. Don't mm. know. Um, so I don't know, but uh, yeah, interesting, interesting stuff on there uh, on walking dead which you'll see when it comes back i think in october that's back so we'll see then more bits of casting zachary quinto off of star trek and oh, off of off heroes of heroes yes and uh american horror as well he was on was the other thing he was on um has joined a biopunk drama now, I don't know whether you were aware what biopunk is, because I certainly wasn't until I read this article. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. <laughs> so, um, biopunk was coined by a writer called Marcus Wilson, who is Wired Senior Business and Technology Writer. He wrote this article, which was about um, the world of DIY DNA. So, these are, these are what they refer to as sort of biohackers. They're people that do forms of bioengineering in labs that they have in their homes or in their garages. Okay. The stuff that they're doing is sort of cutting edge and pushing into directions that you wouldn't get big corporations looking at. Right. Um, so he, he, he likens them to being the visionaries like Jobs and Steve Gates were back in the computing age in the early 70s and 80s. Interesting. So, um, but they're doing it with genetic engineering and bioengineering. Crazy. So, um, are, they, they, are they doing okay? They're, they're, they're doing anything good? Well, it's, it's an interesting area to cover. So this was sort of a book and an article written by Marcus Wilson. They've now turned it into a drama written by Chase Palmer, who is the co-writer for the upcoming remake of Stephen King's It, apparently. Um Zachary Quinto is joining as the lead and will also be exec producer on the show. Uh, it's not gone network in the US yet, so this is sort of in early development right now. But I, it's just a very interesting idea, I think, for a TV show. Um, Interested to know what, because very often television and films dictates where technology sort of goes, like Star Trek with like the communicators and things. Yeah. We have that now. Yeah. So it could be that whatever the, the, the TV people imagine to be, or the, the writers or whatever, um, imagine to be, they could go, oh, we could do that, maybe we could do that and do yeah. it. Yeah. You know, I mean, right? that w this would be interesting as well because you might have things that the writers come up with as, as possibilities that the actual bioengineers hadn't, yeah. hadn't thought of. So, because obviously go, this oh, is. Oh, yeah, we could do it that way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> this, is, this is something that's based on things that people are genuinely doing yeah, right now yeah. and then uh, uh, you, you know so you may find that it feeds back into itself which is kind of interesting but that that's one to watch out for um as i say no network yet so i mean it's going to be a while before we see anything on that but i just thought that was really interesting mm. and um finally winter is here and has delayed game of thrones season seven so uh, no, <laughs> it's okay. Um, I'm sure we'll go. It's, there are 42 weeks when we don't have Game of Thrones. I'm sure we can last <laughs> another few. Well, yeah. I mean, there were a couple of things. Of course, is that um, Game of Thrones is going to be a shorter season next season anyway. 
So I was sort of expecting it to come back a little bit later. How much later this will de- delay it? The basic mm. reason is that at the moment when they're, they're shooting, uh, they're, they're using the nice kind of sunny weather in Ireland to mm. do the shooting, which is fine. The problem is now winter's arrived. That's really not much use to them. So, <laughs> so they, they're trying to, they're going to end up sh- pushing the shooting schedule back into kind of the autumn winter months, which means that that's going to potentially push the show back a bit. How much, we don't know yet. I suppose um, eventually that was always going to be a factor. Well, yeah. I mean, it's either that or pay an awful lot of money for fake snow everywhere. Mm. But given the huge vistas they use, that seems to be, you know... Inefficient. <laughs> yeah, kind of inefficient. And, you know, you could... It's just a lot of messing around. So it it makes some sort of sense to, to you know, shoot in with the weather conditions that you actually need yeah uh, so yes um and that's it for the news for this week uh next up we have an interview this week's interview is with a production designer called james pierce Connolly. he works quite a lot on the um, american reality shows so uh he's responsible for designing the sex for the u.s version of the voice um he's also done things like the biggest loser top chef um number of other shows and big uh, shows yeah i mean he's basically if it's a big format reality tv show in the u.s he's been the person that's designed all the sets for him <laughs> he's also been doing versions of um i think it was the voice he did a version of in china as well so he's he's going he's passing a lot of this stuff on to to um different types of sets abroad and that sort of stuff so he's a really interesting guy to talk to we've spoken to a number of production designers before and uh you know people that worked in drama and a production designer on animation so this is kind of nice because it's slightly different again because it's production designer for um you know live format and reality mm. tv formats so um so yeah i thought this was kind of cool I, as I say, he's good fun to talk to. So uh, here's James, and we'll talk to you afterwards with some air dates. Hi, James. How are you? Okay. <laughs> you good? Okay. Um, so you're you're on to talk a bit about your career and stuff that you're doing and uh, all that sort of good stuff. So do, do you want to just sort of introduce yourself and let the people know who you are? Yeah. Uh, my name is James Pierce Connolly. I am a production designer in Los Angeles, and I work... Um, mostly the core of my business is in unscripted, um, variety television. Right. Okay. Um, so the biggest show you probably do at the moment is the voice, I would say. Yeah. The biggest, I think the most popular show I do at the moment is the voice. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you've, you've done that for a number of seasons. You've had six Emmy nominations, I think for that. Um, it's true. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So something like that. So, uh, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully another one's coming our way, but we'll see. Yes. I, that have will done, be um, I have done the show since season two and we're heading into season 11. However, even though that's 10 seasons of this, I will say that I've done about 15 seasons because not only have I done the American voice, but I've also done the, Spanglish voice for Telemundo <laughs> for four seasons. And I just did recently a very similar voice spin-off Chinese version called Sing China. And I just got back from Shanghai doing that. So, so really I've done about, uh, 
16 seasons of The Voice, no matter what country or wow. language we're in. Yeah. <laughs> so how how does the um, set sort of change from, from one version to the other? Is there a huge amount of difference? You know, it's funny that you say that. I love this part about working on the different versions is is initially um that i've noticed in starting the spanglish version and as well as just recently starting the chinese version they all start with the same kind of traditional format of the voice that we that the voice had you know has like kind of pioneered in, in such a way yeah but they've all really grown and evolved into their own they're totally different shows and so and cater to their own markets in, in a way and also finding out what's, I guess, what's successful as they uh, do their own storytelling. But it's fascinating. No, they're not all the same at all. They're, in fact, they're all, to me, wildly different, but they've all been just because they've evolved in this direction. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting because, I mean, we have a UK version as well. Um, yeah. Which, which is, is actually just changing networks. It was on the BBC and it's moving across to ITV from oh. next season. Um, so, so they're, they're having a kind of big change and rebrand to their setup. So, so that's going to be interesting. you you come from the, the homeland of like pop idol. So yeah. it, it, it is, is the voice of UK, um, as popular as it is here? Um, not, not to the same level. No, I mean, right. it's popular. It runs, um, as I say, up until now it's run on the BBC. Um, mm-hmm. the BBC obviously being a publicly funded, uh, broadcaster, I, I think part of the reason it's moved to ITV is the fact that because it's a publicly funded broadcaster and they're having to buy that format in, they decided that it was an expense that didn't you know wasn't worth it for the amount of money they were forking out because sure. it's public money um but it is still going it's it's going to move across onto itv which is a, a, a commercial broadcaster so um so it's switching networks that'll be interesting to see how it alters popularity because on itv it's also um the where they show x factor which is the sort of yeah big show yeah yeah and and, i mean x factor is an enormous show over here i mean it dropped a bit in the ratings but it's still the biggest singing competition we have so oh oh. Um, that'll be interesting yeah so i don't know how they're going to schedule it i'm assuming that you're going to end up with like one in one end of the year and one at the other because x factor runs around christmas and Mm -hmm. yeah so i'm i'm guessing the other will run at a different time of the year but um but yeah that's going to be interesting to see how how that works Um, one of the things I love about the voice, which is, I hope what you guys experience here is, and, 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 and I, I don't know if I'm responsible for it. However, I've definitely, um, I've definitely motivated it and certainly been very vocal about it is, is it's just important to keep the show really fresh and change it and keep the style ever growing. And on top, I feel like, uh, the audiences are just, they're smart enough to to just get bored and see something go stale. Yes. And so it's, it's exciting for the show to always change. We change it all the time. The voice that I am dating now is different than the voice I'm, I was dating four years ago. <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 and I like that about it. It's great. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the basic format of the the sort of spinning chair thing is is uh, is still there, but I guess the later rounds kind of get changed up and stuff, and you know, the the set design changes, and you know, absolutely, so, yeah. You know, um, 
where do you where do you start when you're you, somebody comes to you and say we've got this new TV show? Um, what's the sort of production process? How, how do you get going with something? I am as we're talking, I'm doing a little doodle um, and <laughs> over, over the same sort of just like a brand new concept for a show, and um, you know, I, I, I look at uh, producers and people who. First off, before I get even started with this kind of journey, I really like my medium of television a lot. I'm quite passionate about it. It it allows me to develop something incredibly creative without having a script, you know, in in largely in a way I'm the the production designer, the environment is a huge part of the script and the format. And so I don't have a bunch of writers telling me what to do and who so-and-so is. I get to work on that. Uh, first and foremost with these teams. And so my process is way different than a lot of the narrative programs yes. that are out there. Um, and I enjoy that. And, and uh, I'm, I'm happy people poo-poo reality and variety TV. It allows me to be super creative. So, <laughs> um, but uh, so when we start, you know, that it, it, it can start on many levels, either the showrunner or, um, or the network bring me in directly. And basically, you know, they, they are visionaries for the, uh, for the show, they, you know, not only are they businessmen and, and good producers, but they're visionaries and they know exactly what audience and time and format and vibe and overall feel they want, but they have no idea from there. Right. And so, you know, you may get adjectives at you that are, it needs to be cool or colorful or playful or dramatic or, you know, vibey, which is even a made up adjective. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, you know, I write, I write all this stuff down. I listen, I ask a lot of questions. I kind of try to put myself in this, um, empty vacuum and all, all these words just keep sort of filling it up and painting a new picture. Hi, I'm Daniel founder of pretty litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created pretty litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Kind of around me, and then I, I take a moment um, away from the conversation to kind of download all that they give me and write all this down, and maybe we do a quick doodle, but nothing crazy. Yeah. And then I go back in sort of a traditional, more insular process and, uh, and pull out some tear sheets, some things that make me feel close to the, the discussion that we talked about. I kind of sketch out some of the choreography and then I, I, I merge the two. So I use the finishes and the, and the overall feelings of some of the tear sheets. Uh, they could be from magazines. They could be my iPhone, iPhone snapshots of hotels or restaurants that I've taken right. in my journeys or whatever not. And then some sort of loose sketch of how I feel like the show will flow. And then I, um, I, mo- I model it in 3d. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, that, that's kind of interesting. Cause I, I was going to ask given that, that it is, um, an unscripted show, how much more freedom you must get for doing something like this that, than you wouldn't get on a on a scripted show because things have to be a particular way. So I guess you you do get a lot more um, you get a lot more freedom with with this sort of um, format. I would say. Well, it, 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 this, these are every show is different, and this is really 
very unchartered, very untraditional um, ways of working in variety TV just because every show is is different and, and it calls for new and different crazy actions. It's not like a script. So a lot of people in my line of work need the script. In fact, a lot of people in general sort of need that guide yeah. to kind of go against. I definitely exist not that way. I, I, I much prefer the freedom to kind of push back to the client a, a, a concept that I'm interpreting. Largely, just like I said, my own little script. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So how, how did you get into production design and art direction in the first place? <laughs> I, I'm from New Jersey. Yeah. I, um, I was a, my mother was a single mother for, but pretty close to my father, single mother. And she was my art teacher. She was an artist, <laughs> went to school for art. And my dad was an architect. And so, um, you know, yeah. naturally, you know, a divine right really is <laughs> what happened. But, um, no, the, the journey is, is, uh, it was, I was always around this sort of thing growing up, looking at blueprints at my dad's house or taking drawing classes with my mom or arts and crafts or making a tile table out of broken pieces of plates. Yeah. But, you know, in high school, I kind of, I, and, and in middle school, I, I sort of rebelled and didn't want to do any of that business. I really wanted to just do math and be around science and all this and that. <laughs> and uh, that just, <laughs> that obviously didn't work out. And, and then in high school, I really fell in love as the gay kid in high school, early in the nineties. Uh, I really fell in love with the drama club <laughs> and that kind of estranged group. And so I, it, it, during the course of my re rebellious days, um, found my little community. And the only thing I applied to colleges for was uh, drama. I had no idea I wanted to be a designer. And I, I don't think anybody should have known that young <laughs> anyway. But yeah. I, uh, I only went because I didn't want to take any foreign language anymore. I just hated French. And I, <laughs> I didn't want to take physics anymore. I was burnt out on science. And I figured, well, I'll go to, into drama. And I, you know, I can draw, so maybe it'll be easy. And I love the people, so I'll go into that. And I remember filling out a, a uh, an application form and for Rutgers University, and uh, it said, "Are you applying to the acting program, the, the stage management production program, or the design program?" And I knew I you know, obviously wasn't going to go into acting, and that's not what I was there for. And I, I wanted to do something. I didn't really even know the difference between stage management and design, but all I saw was is that the stage managers had to take the acting classes. And I thought, well, not going to do that. <laughs> and so I checkboxed the design. And I remember the first day of class for the intro to theater design was explaining what we did as a, these people did as a career. And I sort of thought, I thought all I have to do is read plays and make a diorama. That is the <laughs> best job ever. This is totally me. This is exactly what I want to do. And it just kind of clicked. Yeah. I went through Rutgers and I actually studied over at the Shakespeare's Globe in London uh, oh, for cool. a little bit. And then after 9-11, I was there. I was actually at the Shakespeare's Globe when 9-11 hit. Wow. And uh, when I graduated just shortly thereafter, I... Uh, I, New York was terrible. Theater was just kind of not on the New York theater was just not on the agenda. And so I moved to uh, the West coast and I became a prop guy for a while. And then reality television had just started hitting a little bit of popularity. And I, um, I moved up to Los Angeles, didn't know a soul. And just, you know, if you can draw and draft and envision and create reality TV was right there. They just, 
they needed good creatives and um i caught the wave and it's been great yeah yeah that's a it's a a good way to get into it it's funny we've spoken to a couple of production designers um from various different genres that have done kind of drama uh one guy did animation um so you know you're a sort of third different type of of uh, production design and uh the other the other two basically said well i kind of fell into it because i sort of realized oh that's yeah. a job <laughs> okay <Yeah. laughs> you know it's the same i guess this is the same i guess we have it installed in the comment it just it all feels like i fell into this <laughs> it really, it's still every day it feels like i fall right into this <laughs> my only intention really is is to just keep going so yeah. you know in my office we definitely do multiple things now and it's just really a way for me to keep practicing because I like it so much. It's really fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, you've got, you've done other shows as well, you, as well as The Voice, obviously. You've done, uh, Biggest Loser was one that people over here might recognize. Uh, yes. You, you did the MTV Music Awards as well. Um, I have done those. those. I did those, those in 2008. Yeah. I yeah. do. I, 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 big, I do Biggest Loser. I also do a show called Top Chef. Do you know that show? I, I'm aware of the title, yes. I don't think I've seen it, but I'm aware of the title. I'm not sure whether it airs over here or whether I've noticed it somewhere. Uh, extreme Weight Loss as well. You're also... The newest one is the Celebrity Apprentice. Yeah, I was going to say, that's is that the Schwarzenegger one? Yes. 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 So Very that, exciting to see what, what this little show can do for someone who's been on it, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not entirely sure whether that's a good or a bad thing. Um, exactly. Um, yes. Although, uh, you know, he, he, Schwarzenegger at least has already had some some political office, you know. And, uh, yes. So, so uh, and he's ineligible to be president. So very, moment, so. very, very, very true. <laughs> All very true. Um Great production to be a part of. In fact, it's interesting coming off of that production and to, to hear people's stories from the way it was beforehand. Uh, but it, we had a great time. Yeah, I mean, I think Schwarzenegger is going to be a good for that show. I, I think it, it will make a, a, an interesting difference. Um, how different is the set? Was it a complete um, complete change? Absolutely. Yeah. I, we, call, we just called it Celebrity Apprentice 2.0. I mean, it really wasn't the same show at all all they wanted to do was keep the same format loosely based around they work they go to the boardroom someone gets fired and goes home that was it they were like, everything else is going to change the how much they edit it all going to change and from an environmental standpoint i was on board really early really just to talk about because we don't really know quite here or haven't labeled it here yet. We don't, what is executive power in California and what is this show about? And yeah. so the, the discussion really was what is the executive power? What is the business power in Los Angeles and where is it? And so, you know, initially some of the producers had talked about going downtown and my counter was, you know, nobody in Los Angeles goes downtown. I mean, downtown is <laughs> not, it's not power at all. In fact, power here is Malibu. And yeah, if you have a giant house and a convertible in Malibu and you work on the beach, that's where power is. And that's where executive, um, I, the ideal executive lives in California and Los Angeles. And now if we just look at the current landscape, uh, in LA, I mean, Silicon Valley is no longer in uh, San Francisco. I mean, it is, but 
It's all moving down here. Yeah. Facebook, Google basically bought up Venice Beach. Marina Del Rey is a completely different place than it was five years ago. Yeah. And so uh, we kind of we, we kind of started coining the phrase Silicon Beach. And then that's that became the new um, the new like home for our show. And so studying um, and I definitely did a lot of research and studied what the architecture was for. Uh, you have to look up north and what how Silicon uh, Valley started and how, why why do they exist in these buildings and why do the people in these companies why are they successful and where do they work and what will that look like and so we made uh, our celebrity apprentice just like those pop up startup internet silicon companies right and yeah the, the the running motifs and gestures are when you have a an app let's just for instance hypothetically this app that you're starting and it's wildly successful and you're in this california um executive business of um creating this app you get a giant warehouse space because the uh the projected amount of growth that's going to happen to your company is so aggressive you get huge spaces to grow into as opposed to smaller New York spaces that you conservatively hold back. And so we had to approach that with a, we had to approach our show having large, very modern, very stylized spaces that we could, you know, that could speak to about the ambition of the rapid growth uh, of these kind of companies and this, uh, this economy that we're in over here in California. So it was really, it was really interesting, long story short, to study that uh, in terms of its environment and where these people worked and, and how I, you know, injected it into the show. And so that's what you'll, that's what you'll see. Yeah. That's, I'm, I'm looking forward. Hopefully that will get aired somewhere over here. The, we do, yeah, <laughs> we do, um, uh, we, we, I mean, we have a, a British version of The Apprentice, but they they do sometimes air the American versions of of uh, some of the shows as well. So um, hopefully that that will, and with it being Schwarzenegger, I, that may actually kind of push it to somebody buying it over here. So that would be good. Hopefully, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that would be nice. I'm, the, the the one thing, of course, is that I've, I'm told that the you're fired. Um, line is going and he's changed it to something else so uh it's so, very very true and I, i'm not sure i can tell you what it is unless you already know I, I i i don't already know i'm i'm guessing it's your terminated but i i that would be my guess it's not i'll give you that it's not your turn okay uh, <laughs> but they put it on all the t-shirts uh the rap gift t-shirts right so. I would get in trouble, I think, if I told you. Yeah, that. no, I, I, I think that's, that's <laughs> probably a good idea. Okay. Or, or you, you won't be back is the other thing that came to mind. It's a guess, but no. <laughs> um, cool. All right. Uh, so I was going to say, where, where do you find inspiration for your designs? Because you, you talked about, um, you know, you, you might go out and like, you know, be at a nice restaurant or something and take photos. Is it just sort of wherever you happen to be? You know, another thing that says, sets my world differently than some other production designers is um, in research with a period piece, you can really refer back to some pretty concrete ideas. Yeah. And this is how they worked. This is how they did it. Okay. Well, it has to be that. Um, my my research is very emotional and it's also very uh, current and contemporary and so you know a lot of the times you're arguing really about what other people think looks good or what's stylish and whatnot and so um, it, 
you always need to have research. You always need to have a reference to, to get to a, a new design or to see how it, see it through. So I find my references, um, in, in, you know, fabulous fashion magazines, um, in, uh, graphic design, uh, tr- uh, like trade, uh, magazines, kind of like advertising magazines. Those are always on the forefront of particular style and color. Um, Pantone's color of the year. Yeah. I also find it, um, in hotel design, new hotel design, hotel lobbies that are trying to make grand statements, uh, event design, um, restaurant design. I mean, the Los Angeles and, and London and all these, co- these, uh, metropolitan boutique like cities have incredibly new restaurants all the time. And what are those, um, that style, what does that feel like when you're in that space and how does that transfer into the show? And I look a lot of that, uh, yeah, I mean, really just my journey through my travels. If I go yeah. to a different city like China, or I got back from Paris in November, um, while my flight back from Paris, I, I was I had a ton of Parisian fashion magazines that I couldn't get over here. Like, <laughs> you know, all of that just sort of infects and cross-pollinates uh, together. But I, I'm a huge collector of images. I have uh, lots and lots of bulletin boards up in my office, and I keep them all, pin, everything pinned up. And yeah. Always looking at different things. Yeah, yeah. Um, in in terms of building um, building sets and stuff, I noticed there was a thing on your Twitter feed where there was a bunch of doors like up on a wall. So, I, where do you get stuff like that? Is it sort of all upcycled stuff, or uh... <laughs> that was an upcycled moment? Um, it was it, uh, we needed to do something really creative for an acoustic uh, area of um, the voice. And, you know, the voice is very. Um, here's a, uh, a great store to reference that I use a lot for the voice is urban outfitters. You know, it's, it's, it's young, it's, um, it's creative, it's resourceful, it's music based. So it's very whimsical. Um, and the demographic is artsy and, and to me it is, or the, the people yes. that on the show are, or are eclectic musicians and artsy and, and a little bohemian or, you know, I don't know who's watching at home, but I think that that's sort of the vibe and, um, a, a, a door wall. I'm, I'm not sure has ever been at Urban Outfitters, but I imagine it would be because it's right yeah. in line with what it is, and so yeah. um, that's kind of where it was born. Ah, yeah, I, I can I can see what you mean. That 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 does seem very Urban Outfitters to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, a few more kind of slightly more general questions. Yes. If if you could give one design tip to to sort of people at home to help them out if they're if they're painting rooms or you know trying to revitalize the space, what would you suggest? I I think when you go into your room in your house, obviously you know you want to know how you want to feel in your space, and you know you want to be happy, you want to be cozy, you want to be warm, whatever that is. Focus on that, but don't forget to. Don't forget to pay attention on where you're looking. Are you where when you walk up the stairs? Where do your eyes hit when you enter your house? Where where are your eyes hitting, and where are you dropping your bags? Where are you dropping your shoes? Where are these hot spots in your home that you can improve on or make better? Because they'll make a world of difference. Whether you get you know something generic like you know, a new, a new chair because you think you need it or, um, some new drapes because you think you need it. I would focus on those hot spots, the, the drop areas, the places where your eye sees first. Yeah. I mean, we, I just moved in with my partner to a new house about two months ago and we were still in boxes before I was hanging up 
a piece of artwork on the stairway just because I needed to see it when I came home. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's my tip. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's good. I like that. that that's yeah. a, a good bit of advice. What's the best piece of advice somebody's ever given you? Uh, best piece of advice that I'm carrying on right now is, you know, in, in design process is always changing. And usually about three rounds in, you kind of start to lose yourself out of it. You know, you kind of let go a little bit of the, uh, of your baby and kind of let, let it breathe. But somebody told me when you give back revisions to a client um, and you're proposing an option or two, never give anything that you're not totally in love with because yeah. they will choose the one you're not totally in love with yeah. and spoil the show. So always do something, even if it's on the lower end or it's quick, make sure that you are still in love with it because damn, they will choose it. It will yeah. happen. Yeah. yeah, no, that that's so true. I, my, my background was originally in web design and, uh, that, yes. you know, when you're, when you're kind of handing logos or layouts for people that that's absolutely true. They will choose the one that you don't want them to. If you give it's them, amazing. <laughs> you think you're playing a game, you're like, Oh, I'm going to do a crappy one. They'll choose the crappy one. <laughs> absolutely. They will. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Um, what would you say is the most interesting experience you've had in your career so far? Oh, just coming back from China now, I don't even know which one to choose. <laughs> um, oh my God, what a what an art, what a crazy place! Um, I just got back from China, and one of the most nutty things I, I experienced was um, I asked if we could get on a ladder and, and fix something, and yeah. sure enough, they started to build a ladder right there and then. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. There really is no, there is, there is, there are no resources there except for labor. And the, the things that I saw would blow your mind in terms of how things are done that I, I couldn't believe it. That's insane. <laughs> oh, we, one time on, uh, it, was, it was a Monday and we were so afraid of being behind schedule you know, I said, we really need to get a few more guys here because their law, their labor regulations there are different there. Uh, they're regulated very well. And so I said, we really need to consider getting a few guys work to work around the clock tonight. We need about 20 more men to finish this so we can get stay ahead of schedule. Yeah. You know, argue, 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 negotiate, Chinese negotiate, get negotiate, negotiate. And then finally, you know, we, it happens. And sure enough, three hours later, a bus of men uh, from God knows where pulls up. <laughs> And they stepped out of that bus. And the moment they stepped out of that bus, they all pulled their, you know what, out and just started peeing right there and then right <laughs> on the street. And I have never seen anything like that before in my entire Where they were busing these people in, I have never heard from. But it was amazing. And you know, they go in, they go, they go in, they went right to work and they take a break and they take a nap. They lay right on the floor and they go right back to work. That's truly unbelievable crazy <laughs> crazy <laughs> oh my god oh well um couple of a couple of final questions of um, course we we um cover a lot of tv shows on the site obviously because you know we're a tv show website huh. are there any shows that you're watching at the moment oh yeah i mean i yeah. <laughs> i i find a I have a real passion for keeping up with the Kardashians. And <laughs> it's strange. Don't hate me. Don't hate me, David. Um, oh I really God. like Rich Kids of Beverly Hills, and I, I really enjoy uh, the Housewives soap operas. Yeah. Um, I, I almost enjoy the Housewives soap operas 
not even as much as I like the wrap up uh, discussions about them. I really enjoy sort of the podcasts about those. <laughs> so that's, those are my guilty pleasures. I'm really liking um, Unreal. Do you oh, know yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'm aware of that show. The music's done by Phil Eisler, who's a, a yes. sort of friend of Geek Town. He's been on many times. So, <laughs> oh, this is a really good, good show. Great show. Uh, well done. Perfectly accurate. Sometimes a little fantastic, but I mean, so much of that is kind of my story of my life. So yeah. I feel uh, pretty in tune with it. I, re- I just finished Narcos on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I loved that. Yeah. Loved that. So, and, uh, you know, I like my documentaries. The, it was a Walt Disney documentary I saw not too long ago. It was, it was on PBS out here and uh, it was great. So, cool. I like, yeah. And is there any show out there, sort of past, present or future, you would like to get your hands on to be involved with? Oh, I would love to do in, the, my, in, in my life. I would love to do the opening ceremony for the Olympics. Nice. Total, free, total freedom in an arena. I would love to do that. I'd also love to have my hands on a larger award show. Like I, I'd love to do the VMAs again for MTV or the Oscars or the Emmys. I would, I, I, I think it may happen at, at some point. Um, but, uh, I, that would be, that would be on the bucket list. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the Oscars would be nice or, or, or the, the Olympics. I mean, you know, uh, Although the, the you've got you've got the the Danny Boyle um, British opening to, to live up to with that <laughs> that was amazing I, amazing the Brit, the British one was am, was amazing the Chinese one was amazing but that scale of yeah. show is exactly what I would love to do the bigger more freedom environment fully immersive environments even some of the Cirque du Soleil shows in Vegas I mean yeah. I would love to get involved with those those are where i'm headed no doubt about it <laughs> awesome all right um i shall let you get back to your day it's been a pleasure to have you on and talk to you thank you very much david i really appreciate it no this is great no problem no it's, it's been really good um I, and uh, come back on again in sort of you know when you've got some more stuff out and and you, you know you want to chat a bit more uh, anytime I'd come, come back on. all right absolutely thank you so much thank you thank you cheers yeah. bye james bye Bye. So that was the interview with James. Hope you enjoyed that. Here's some air date updates. Air date information this week. We've got no cancellations and renewals at the moment. It's gone a bit quiet on that front. Um, we have a few changes. Uh, Friday night dinner on Channel 4, season 4 of that. Do you know? Uh, would you like to hear a story, Dave? Go on. Uh, when I was last year before I left university, yes. I was amazingly catastrophically ill for a day, maybe a day, maybe two days. It was, I blacked, I was in and out of consciousness and, and uh, <laughs> my girlfriend came around and we watched the first three seasons of Friday Night Dinner. And at the start, I was like, what is this program you're watching? It's awful. But at the end, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> so I will be checking out Friday Night Dinner season four. <laughs> well, that's coming on the 22nd of July at 10 p.m. If you want to check that out. I will that's be there. <laughs> I'm not sure whether whether that's kind of beaten into submission into liking a show. Maybe, maybe it is. But at the, at the start, when I was like, I was on loads of like pills and stuff. So it's possible that at the start in my like drug addled state, I wasn't thinking clearly. Maybe. But at the end, I'd come out of that and I was like, you know what? I was wrong. This is good. <laughs> it's a good program. Cool. All right. I have to admit, I don't think I've ever watched it. Get, not really get, get, get real sick. 
and then give it a, give it a go. <laughs> the ideal program to watch when you're ill. All right. Um, so uh, Ballers season two, which I know you'll probably be happy about. Ballers day. <laughs> Do you remember that? It was like the, one of the first things I said I watched when I came on this podcast yes. about a year ago. Yes, it was. Well, now season two is here, and oh, that's, uh, that's on the 26th of July at 9 p.m., which uh, is The Rock back as a uh, retired sports guy. So uh, that's come back. There is a show called Vice Principles, which is a new show coming to Sky Atlantic on the 26th at uh, 9:35. Um, that high school becomes a battleground for new comedy from HBO is two vice principals lock horns over control of the halls so yes if you fancy that one <laughs> so, so there's that <laughs> so there's that if you fancy that and then Winona Earp which is a new show coming to Spike so first season of that on the 29th of July at 9pm it stars Melanie Scronfanto Scrofanto, Melanie Scrofanto, Scrofano, Scrofano, Scrofano. Is that hyphen? Is it Scrofano no. Damien? No, it's Scrofio, Scrofano, and she was on Damien. Oh, <laughs> so, that's, I know, that's an incredibly uh, difficult yes. name to pronounce. Yes, um, but uh, yeah, so she plays legendary old West lawman Wyatt Earp's great granddaughter. Uh, she goes to her hometown uh, to find it overrun with ghosts and assorted criminals and creeps uh, who would be. Dispatched by her great granddaddy, it's got reasonably favourable reviews, so it could be one worth looking up. It's mm. on Spike, twenty ninth of July. That turns up at uh, nine pm. So, uh, so yes, something. Uh, Spike has some interesting little shows that kind of pop up, so it's worth looking out for. Next week on TV, we have Shades of Blue season one. That's on Sky Living on the 13th of July at 9 p.m., which stars J-Lo as an NYPD police detective. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know Mike could be very, Mike's very happy about that because he's because of his love of J-Lo. But <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's sweet. <laughs> so, yes. But uh, Mike, so Mike's very happy about that. But uh, I, I don't know. I may give it a watch. I'm not sure. We'll see what else is on. Um, Containment season one which was uh, Julie Plec's remake of the Belgian show Corden Julie Plec being the person beyond Vampire Diaries and the originals it's set in Atlanta uh, and it's about basically Atlanta being cordoned off from everything else because of an outbreak a virus outbreak somewhat like the division idea i guess yeah um that's coming on the 13th at 9 p.m it got cancelled after one season weirdly it ran on the cw i've said before it's an odd show for to run on the cw it's it's a bit too sort of based in real life Mm -hmm. compared to everything else that the cw runs it but you know uh so yeah it only ran for one season but it could be worth watching man down season three that sees greg davis back as the high school teacher that's coming to channel four on the 13th at 10 p.m mistresses season four comes to tlc on the 13th at 10 p.m as well and then on the 14th on if you have amazon prime we have mr robot season two starting um did you see mr robot season one i didn't but i, I hear good things i saw a billboard about it um, it, well, season one is coming to Universal on the 21st of July at 9pm. Um, so if you haven't got Amazon Prime, that's worth going to watch if you've not seen it yet, because it's absolutely brilliant. 
It was one of the best shows of last year. So one of the best shows of last year. It was. That is heavy praise. It, heavy. It, 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 it's absolutely superb. It's really, really good. Wow. Um, so yeah, I I would I would go and watch that. So season one is on Universal from the twenty first of July at nine pm. Season two starts on Amazon Prime on the fourteenth of July. So over on Netflix, we've got a new show called Stranger Things. Stars Winona Ryder. It's described as a love letter to the supernatural classics of the 80s. Uh, Stranger Things is a story of a young boy who vanishes into thin air. Um, wow. Again, it's a Netflix show, so... You... It's just ill, Dave. It's just ill watching... Uh... <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, he's at home watching some sitcoms. Yeah, that's what it is, yeah. There is The Outlaws, which was formerly called the, the Clan. It's a Belgian series about five sisters who are very close and decide to bump off the nasty husband of one of them. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that's coming on the 15th. I haven't got a time for that yet, but I, I'm guessing it's sort of nine, some point between 9 and 11, I imagine. Uh, that's Channel 4 on the 15th of July. Uh, Secret Agent... Coming to BBC One on the 17th of July at uh, 9 p.m. This is uh, set in 1886. It's a new period drama starring the brilliant Toby Jones. So that could be one to watch out for. Last Ship returns for its third season. That's on the 17th of July at 8 p.m. Have you watched any of those? No, no. It's it's actually pretty good, despite the fact that it it, it has some involvement from Michael Bay. Um, it, Explosions! <laughs> yeah, it's actually and it, it it's not overly cooked on that part. You know, <laughs> um, it's it's actually all right, but it's it's basically about a a ship that. Um, is he's, he's trying to yeah is the last ship yes that's right it's about the ship which is um the last ship after a global catastrophe well it isn't actually there are other ships out there it's basically it's not even the last ship it's not even the last ship no. um it, but it's a global catastrophe wipes out most of the life on the planet and they are the ship which is trying to find the cure essentially and spread it around that's the idea behind it and it has Adam Baldwin in it as well who's always good for a laugh <laughs> Zoo season 2 which is the ridiculous show about animals becoming smarter, smarter and ganging up on humans uh, <laughs> but the first season surprisingly watchable despite the ridiculous premise to it um, <laughs> but that's coming on the 17th of July at 9pm Suits season 6 coming on the 17th of July at 10pm which again absolutely brilliant TV show I love that show you get the kind of feeling that they're starting to wrap things up on there so mm. whether it'll come to another season I don't know but um, I've, I don't know whether you've watched any of those uh, no I'm told good things yes it partner is partner enjoys it yes definitely worth watching so I can only presume it's rubbish of the highest order <laughs> no I'm sure it's I'm sure it's wonderful <laughs> she has excellent taste obviously uh, um, yeah I will reserve that um <laughs> There is a miniseries called Someone Knows My Name, which is based on the best-selling novel uh, called Book of Negroes by Lawrence Hill. Someone Knows My Name is a six-part series that follows a lady on a an incredible journey in 18th century America. Uh, it's also got uh, Lou Gossett Jr., Cuba Gooding Jr., and Ben Chapman in it. Oh. So uh, it was quite good. The 17th of July at 9 p.m. And that's I think, should be quite good as well. 
season three of power comes to netflix that's the 50 cent series which i've i've not quite got around to watching yet but i've heard good things about it so uh, yeah season three of that comes on the 18th of july and finally the late late show with james corden is coming to sky on demand from the 19th of july have you watched that I I will probably be watching that. Yes, mm, I don't um, know. I don't know if I like James Corden. I don't well, know. I'm not sold. We, it's it's a nightly. Those American nightly chat shows can be quite good fun. So mm. I don't know. I'm surprised it hasn't come on earlier. I'm also surprised yeah. that they haven't shoved it on like late nights on Sky One or something. Because it's only going to be on either Sky on Demand or it's on Night, Now TV as well, and it will air basically it goes every night of the week so um the one that goes out on the 18th in the u.s will get it on the 19th ah. so we'll be one day behind but um yeah i mean I, i'm surprised it didn't come over earlier because i would have thought that would be kind of a no-brainer if you're going to bring one of those sort of shows <laughs> over you know to bring that one but yes so late late show with james corden from the 19th of july and that's everything for this week unless you've got something else you'd like to add no no that's it go and buy the witcher everybody go and buy the yes witcher. yes everybody go and buy the witcher i that- love how this this game came out in like october or something and we're like <laughs> six months like it's fine just get it just get the game yeah it's, it's weird i think it's probably because all the all the dlc is out for it now yes i think that's probably why and there's been this resurgence on it now you know and uh, it's been on deals I think it was on sale on Xbox. It's on sale on Steam. Oh, uh, yeah. I um, think I picked it up for something around 15 quid. Yeah, I picked it up for 15 quid. Can't be bad, can it? I actually bought it on... I was saying this last week, actually. But I actually bought it on Xbox and couldn't cope with it on the Xbox controller, so I went back and bought it on P- PC when I found it. I found it for 15 quid. And then traded the Xbox in. you got problems, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I, I much prefer that sort of game on PC. It's much better. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Um, so, yes, that's everything for this week if you want to find any new information about air dates or up-to-date tv news come find us at the website at geektown.co.uk if you want to get in touch you can email the podcast at podcast at geektown.co.uk or leave a message on the website post you can find us on geektown um, you, you can find us on Twitter. How many Geek- times have you done this, Dave? You've done this seventy times. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, you can find us on Twitter at Geektown, or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Geektown, or you can find us on Instagram at uh, Geektown UK. That's everything. Woo-hoo. We shall see you next week. Bye bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 